The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free gaming community website at enjin.com. The Star Citizen Podcast. My name is John Abraham. I am Jimmy Croker. Hello, my name is Star Gleep, and I'm wearing my Wing Commander underwear. Ooh, that's, backwards. That couldn't have been any creepier. Are they? Are they striped? Do they have stars on them? Where's the they, rocket ship? They, they are now. <laughs> are you wearing anything else? Oh, I ain't saying. Ugh. We are those guys with ships, and this is episode 38 of the Versecast. Today is July 27th, 2945, and who here isn't a Chris Roberts fanboy, hmm? I am. I am. I am. That's unanimousness. That uh, we, have no, we have no shame in our fanboydom. Not, not a lick. Um, Ronald Jenkins, thank you very much. Uh, the intro, the outro to tonight's show is from Fall Drift. It's off of his album, Alphanumeric. Please do check it out at www.ronaldjenkins.com. And uh, probably the biggest news for our group this week is um, uh, uh, is Jimmy's trip to CIG. Jimmy, uh, we're going to talk about it on the second show, but do you have a, a brief, um, just, you know, was, was, it, was it fun? Did you have a good time? It was uh, it was amazing. Everybody was incredibly gracious, and uh, yeah, everyone. I know everyone's dying to hear about it. You're gonna have to wait for the community report, which will go live on Wednesday. Sorry, guys. Yes, indeed. So please do tune in for that tomorrow, and uh, and uh, listen because uh, we haven't really heard anything yet. So I, I know John and I are both excited to hear, but because uh, you know Jimmy just beaming, I can I can feel him beaming through the internet. <laughs> it was good times for sure. Excellent, excellent. All right. Well, speaking of CIG, we've man, I tell you, uh, Chris is back in town, and boy, oh boy, we just got stuff coming out like crazy. Um, and I wanted to start with, I think, the letter for the chairman, um, just because um, I'm, I'm going to go all fanboy here. Um, you know, I mean, in addition to my uh, wing commander underwear. Uh, just because um, I think that he came back and uh, did just an excellent job of answering um, all of the questions and updating us to where we are and explaining why it is that um, uh, some folks have felt like, or potentially why it is that some folks have uh, felt as though um, things were sort of coming off the rails, um, if I dare to hyperbolize, you know, for the radio. Hyperbolize mm. yeah. away. <laughs> so um, in his letter for the chairman, he started off talking a little bit about what had happened with Squadron 42 and, and the, uh, the um, uh, performance and motion capture shoot over there. Uh, it's wrapped up and uh, things apparently went very well um, that they have been shooting for the, uh, the highest level of fidelity possible. Um, it's, uh, they've been pushing the envelope every which way they can. And uh, they've got the talent, they've got the knowledge. 
And uh, a quote here from, from his letter, uh, Squadron 42 is going to be something special. I could feel it on set with the performances we were getting and with me knowing how we can bring those performances into the game. Squadron 42 is going to be like an amazing sci-fi movie where instead of just watching, you truly feel you're in the world, emotionally connected to characters in the story. The action goes fluidly from space to shipboard to on-foot gun battles aboard ships, stations, and asteroid bases. All from the same first-person point of view, all fluidly blending with no loading screens. So, I mean, if you imagine that in your in your head, I mean, that just... I, I can't I can't think of a game that I've played to this point that is like that. No. What what about you guys? I think the closest thing would probably be Halo. Um, yeah. Or or like a oh, like yeah. a, like the Fallout series. Yeah, but no game really has like the first person combat as well as you know, space combat. Well, and and to also you know lead into a persistent universe. Yeah. Although I guess I guess Destiny does to some to some extent. Well, but, but in Destiny, when you go from first person into space, I mean, it's there's a um, there's like a you don't actually like yeah it's it's pretty you have, it's pretty static. You have no control in space. You yeah. can't right. fly your ship. Right. This game I'm, is going to have fleshed out space combat and fleshed out FPS combat. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It really, I, it's just, but I mean, that's the whole thing is like, you know, people would say like, oh, it can't be done. And it's like, yeah, because no one's done it before. It's, you know, to, people said you couldn't, you know, fly in an airplane. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, I, you know, granted, that's that's a bit bigger of a, of a statement, you know, as far as moving forward with mankind. Um, but, you know, it, it does speak to the fact that, you know, that they are pushing boundaries and they are doing things that nobody else has done before. And, you know, it's it's going to take time and it's, it's going to be a lot of work. And, you know, I, I have every confidence that he's going to pull it off because he seems to have every confidence he's going to pull it off. Uh, yeah. I mean, he just, I mean, I trust him. (laughs) His face should be on money, you know? Well, (laughs) I guess it is sort of, um, $85 million, but anyway, um, you know, how I kind of think of what they're describing there is, uh, something similar, but probably a little bit more realistic, um, to the uh, w- what we've seen of No Man's Sky to this point, where you get in your ship and you take off, and it's it, you see the entire transition from planet side to space. Right. I think it, I think in No Man's Sky they it's highly abbreviated. That is, it's sort of like you know we're on the ground, we get in the ship, and whoa, hey, we're in space. Um, now I. I do you remember though that they had talked about with a persistent universe, and I would imagine this also applies to Squadron Forty Two, that we won't actually have control over landing. That that's um, that's going to be planet side landing. Uh, that that's and I'm assuming leaving the planet as well. Uh, that that's going to be uh, going to be autopilot, and I think that's kind of their workaround for not like true. Um, seamless integration flying down. I'm not sure what magic they're doing, but I, I, if I remember correctly, that's the route they're taking initially with um, uh, atmospheric flight. Okay. Well, now I'm thinking at some point, like for uh, folks that own a Carrick and you're going to be doing some deep space exploration and, you know, scouting out planets and what have you, that at some point you'll be able, there will be landing zones where you'll be able to uh, land pretty much anywhere on in that area where you can, you know, safely land or not, I suppose. I suppose if you want to, you know, fly to the other side of the galaxy and then crash into a volcano, that's up to you. 
Well, you um, would think that once they implement procedural generation, you'd be able to land anywhere on a planet. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would think that you're probably correct in that. Um, I, you know, I'm going to say that maybe the, the civilized planets are, are going to have, and they're the first ones to go live anyway, or the civilized systems, uh, and they're going to have this kind of um, auto, auto landing and auto taking off. Um, and then, yeah, I think once they get to the point where they're developing a uh, persistent universe or, or um, um, whatchamacallit, Procedural generation. Thank you. Procedurally <laughs> generated stuff. Um, that yeah, you you would you would think that you would be able to land just about anywhere. Yeah. Well, you know, if you think back to and I forget which uh, event it was where they did the um, was it was it a PU demo or where we see the constellation coming out yeah. of out of the wormhole and then going into the atmosphere and then landing um, at some city. I don't know if that was Arc Corp or what that is, uh, but uh, it could be that once you hail. Uh, air traffic control or whatever the equivalent is uh, in while in the atmosphere that it takes over from there. But as long as you see that transition and the transition is is somewhat realistic or, you know, a little bit more realistic, at least to my mind, than what we've seen for No Man's Sky, I, I think that that's that's going to be just, you know, chock full of immersion. Yeah, I agree. I, I you know, I, it would be cool to 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 pilot through atmospheric flight. But, uh, you know, I have no problem with, you know, the uh, ground control taking over for me and landing and me just watching everything, you know, as I come into the city. I think that's really cool. Well, honestly, and it makes more sense because in this future, like anybody can fly a ship. And like if people are flying ships around trying to land, there would probably be a lot of accidents. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. There has to be some some sense of you know the flight traffic control is going to have to, you know, take a little bit of control. And I just heard everyone that owns a reclaimer, you know, just screaming, "That's okay, that's okay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please crash. I'll be there to clean it up. Yeah. So this is releasing in three separate parts, right? Squadron Forty Two. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Three episodes. Right. With the first one, uh, well, the second and the third one, I think, TBD on the on the launch dates. That was going to be like an annual thing, like, you know, at the end of every year. Yeah, that's yeah, that makes sense. what I thought it was going to be. The first one's supposed to be there. the end of this year, right? Yeah. 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 And are the, does it seem like they're still on track for that? Um, I don't. Well, you know, I, I think that uh, if you just uh, taking into, into consideration that Chris has just got back from uh, the uh, uh, performance capture and motion capture for it and says everything's going as they had hoped and expected. Um, yeah, I, I said I, there's probably not any um, any uh, evidence to the uh, to the contrary, but. I mean, you know, obviously, as as we've learned, you know, as we get closer and closer to implementation on stuff, uh, bugs do pop up. You know, yeah. yeah. I that's I was gonna say, like, I I, I don't think so. I think it's gonna come out um, in uh, twenty sixteen, but I also don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think it's gonna get uh, historically speaking. Um, so far, everything has has published later than expected. And again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, so I'm I'm kind of in in the position of you know I'm not going to worry about the release date. It'll come out when it comes out. But I f- think it's going to be later, a little bit later than uh, than the end of 2015. That's true. But Squadron 42, like from the very beginning of development, has always felt like this background thing that is constantly evolving, and it feels like they are constantly 
like way ahead of what we think they are because yeah, it is yeah. that campaign experience and they don't really want to share anything because it's going to be a new experience for everybody. So yeah, I have I've, a feeling that they have like tons done and that they might be on track for the end of this year just because they aren't showing us stuff. Yeah, and I, I can't argue that point at all. I mean, you could be 100% right. And the thing is, with a first-person single-player game, it's going to be a little bit easier, right, John? Yeah. 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 I mean, they don't have to do any, like, crazy economy and, like, dynamic right, right, right. questing and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. I, I, would, I, would, I would love to be wrong. And then, and the net code is is not going to be as much of an issue. Oh, that <laughs> net code! I don't even what's a net code. I wouldn't know a net code if it bit me. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I know more about net code now than I ever have in my life. Yeah, I know, and it's like we're probably right now as we record this using net code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be like we're gonna be like those dudes that have no idea what they're talking about, just just in general and just throwing random things out. What's wrong with your computer? I must be the net code. Yeah. Yeah, because well, we'll break down the fourth wall here. We're not all sitting together at a table inside the hangar. We're not. No, that's that's not me. You're looking at. <laughs> oh, oh, thank God. But I see your little picture up there, and and Jimmy's too. Oh wait, you're not moving though. That's weird. No, yeah. Watch the lips. The lips aren't moving. <laughs> and you know, speak of Squadron Forty Two. So. You know what happens after that. Um, so uh, Chris continued on in his uh, in his letter. I look at the work that Tony is spearheading on the persistent universe side. Some of the environments we are constructing, constructing the rendering and graphics technology we have in the pipeline to render these worlds in a fluid manner to go from space flight to being on foot at your destination. Also, the attention Tony is spending on making sure there are many different careers and roles you can play in the bigger universe. I know the dream game that I have always wanted to make and that you all want to play and back for is closer than ever. I have never been more excited by what we are building than I am now. I mean, you know, just that just pretty much just says it right there. I mean, you know, it's like how, you know, I don't care, you know, all the trolls in the universe, internet, what's bigger, universe <laughs> or internet? I think, uh, well, the universe is clearly bigger, but I'm going to say that in our little uh, in little blue ball, the third rock from the sun, the internet's the biggest thing we have on the planet because <laughs> it, it connects us all together. Yeah? Oh. Sure. We are the world. Okay. But what um, if they get internet in, like, heaven? Then it would be yeah. bigger than this universe. That's true. Uh, we need We need a physicist. Quick, someone call Avi. A physicist? What well, astrophysicist? You know, oh, we need, okay. we need, we, we, we need, need a. If we're talking about heaven, we need a metaphysicist. We need a priest. That's true. We need we need multi physicists. <laughs> All right. Um. So anyway, I mean, you just you, that's just awesome. That's awesome, and you know, it's hey, big win for all of us. So I I think that that's that that is uh, very cool. Um, we're gonna get Squadron Forty Two, and then it's gonna dump us out into the PU afterwards. Or I I don't know if if, uh, if it it will be instantaneous after uh, we play Squadron Forty Two, but uh, we will come out of Squadron Forty Two into the PU uh, in some way, shape, or form. And um, you know it's gonna be big. It's gonna be huge, and we're gonna get to uh, do uh, many things from a wide variety of choices. What if so. you're playing Squadron 42 and it dumps you into the PU, but you don't even know it? So you play like hundreds of hours 
in the PU before you even realize. When does this game end? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it. I keep playing it. It won't stop. And there'll be an NPC that'll come up to you and say, well, you're in the PU. Didn't you know that? There's going to be like a, a little squeaker 12-year-old exactly. screaming at you. <laughs> Why'd you blow up my ship? <laughs> you suck. <laughs> All right. Uh, so then, of course, um, you know, we're excited. You know, I mean, sort of the theme of the evening is, uh, you know, fanboys unite. Uh, come on in for the big win. Uh, but not everybody uh, is on board. And uh, Chris addressed that, too. Um and one of the, one of the quotes that he highlighted was "Star Citizen FPS delayed indefinitely." Well, that's not true. Um, you know, we are expecting to see uh, the FPS launch within weeks, not months, and certainly not never, which was sort of the implication of that delayed indefinitely rumor that was floating around. And and then also, you know, folks were um, you know uh, pointing out that there was all the employee turnover and how that that had to be indicative of imminent project failure. And it's like, you know, have, have you, I mean, I don't know about you guys, I've worked for, for, uh, for firms with a lot of employees. And, um, you know, there's more than 250 people at, at Star Citizen now, and or at CIG now. And when I was working for companies of that size and larger, I mean, it was like, Every week they would have like a new on, new employee onboarding ceremony, you know, where you had the new people that were coming in and there would be emails flying about, you know, for all the people that were leaving saying, oh, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm going to miss the people the most. <laughs> um, you know, so, I mean, it's like, get real. I mean, that's the way that like companies work in the world. Yeah. People come and go. It's, it's, you know, it's really not that big a deal. Yeah. I mean, you know, people get hired, they get fired or quit every single day, you know? So, well, I, th- I mean, I think that, I think the biggest problem and the, and the reason why, you know, they're, they're all kind of getting out in, in front now and they're all, you know, a, they did some damage control, uh, you know, Chris, Ben, everybody, they all did some damage control. And now they're, they're really just making a huge push to, to be even more open than they already were. Um, but the, the, but the impression that I've always had is that nothing's really changed. You mm-hmm. know, like that, that things have been moving forward the way they've always been moving forward, that roadblocks popped up, especially with the first person shooter, um, you know, merging first person and third person and merging uh, Star Marine and uh, Arena Commander together, uh, you know, hit a, hit a roadblock that they've been working through. But that like at the end of the day, it, it's, it's all still status quo. There's, it's, it's a company that has been moving forward with a product and, you know, that product is in development and you hit your snags, you work past your snags and, you know, things get delayed, but things come out. And it's just like it's it's just not that big a deal. And it, it's almost like in, in some respect with a lot of the stuff I've seen with Chris, it, it's almost like he's kind of like I, I, I'm just he's almost like like in a way a little bit surprised mm-hmm. that like 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 all of this like kind of ridiculousness kind of popped up. And it's just like it's just he his demeanor is very much that of everyone just relaxes nothing's changed. But he handles it really really well. He really does. He is clearly uh, the captain of that ship. Yeah, I mean, I I think that um, uh, that he um, you know when you compare <coughs> excuse me when you compare him to to other folks that have been you know gamers that have been in similar situations and um, you know I. I 
I think that there's a, um, a comparison to be drawn to Mojang and, and Minecraft and that when when they became, you know, they started out uh, as a, a company where the idea going forward was, boy, this is going to be a place where we are going to have creative people doing creative work uh, without uh, the influence of uh, big game studios. And, you know, I'm I mean, if someone if someone threw two billion dollars at me, you know, I would, you know, I would be, ooh, but, you know, I'm just saying that, you know, Chris has all this pressure, all this money at him, and he is just, hey, we're getting there. Stay the course. It's going to be awesome. It's 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 not his first rodeo. I mean, no, no, you know, yeah, I, I feel I feel real good about having him at the helm. But anyway, about the um, about the turnover, uh, he he said in in his uh, in his letter that the turnover at CIG is no more or less than it was at Origin, EA, Digital Anvil, or Microsoft when I was making games there. The difference is that since we conduct our development in an open manner, people get the opportunity to know some of the individuals working on the game in a way you wouldn't with a normal publisher. So a departure becomes more noticeable. That explains it right there. You know, we yeah. we, know, we know Travis Day. We wouldn't, you know, who's who's the Travis Day at at uh, EA? No, absolutely. I, I, I didn't I, I didn't know any of the development staff. Um, for uh, for like Star Wars Galaxies when I was following that game. You know, Green Marine was like the only person, the only name that came to mind. Um, and that's not even his name. That was his gamer handle. Right, right. So um, I think uh, I think it's it's um, it's all very good. And, you know, and then on, on open development, he talked about, uh, or uh, I'll just read verbatim what he wrote. Um, I originally thought I would have to build a smaller game first and then over time add features and content to get close to the full living universe that I had always wanted to realize. This community came together and both through your financial support and your belief in the project made something incredible possible. You've seen Star Citizen evolve and start to come together. You've watched our atoms form molecules. Our molecules form a real playable game that you can actually boot up and play today. You know, Arena Commander. There are people out there who are going to tell you that all of this is a bad thing, that it is feature creep, and we should make a smaller, less impressive game for the sake of having it out more quickly or in order to meet artificial deadlines. Now, I'll answer those claims in one word. B.S. See, we're family rated, so I can't say that word. I know. It's sad. <laughs> I think you should just and, say it. And we're, and we're too lazy to beep stuff out. So If Chris but, Roberts said it, we can say it, right? I don't. I, That's I the think rule. If 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 I if I said it, my mother would come down from heaven and slap me. <laughs> okay, listen. Um, yeah, he basically called BS, and and I think uh, I think it was brilliant of him to call it that way. Call it as he saw it. You know. Mm, yes. Yes. Star Citizen matters because it is big, because it is a bold dream. It is something everyone else is scared to try. You, and he's speaking to us, didn't back Star Citizen because you want what you've seen before. How many times have we said that? Mm -hmm. You're here and reading this because you are willing to go big, to do things that terrify publishers. You've trusted us with your money so we can build a game, not line our pockets. And we sure as hell didn't run this campaign so that we could put that money in the bank, guarantee ourselves a profit, and turn out some flimsy replica of a game I've made before. You went all in supporting us, and we've gone all in making the game. Is Star Citizen today a bigger goal than I imagined it in 2012? Absolutely. Is that a bad thing? Absolutely not. It's the whole damn point. 
Will it take longer to deliver all of this? Of course. When the scope changes, the amount of time it will take to deliver all the features naturally increases. This is something we are acutely aware of. How do we balance the mutually conflicting wants of the community to have this hugely ambitious game but not wait forever for it? Our answer is to embrace open development and share features and functionality that you will go into the final game before everything is completed. That's why we're getting that's why we have Arena Commander, that's why we're getting Star Marine. Our plan is to have you play large sections of the game without having to wait for everything to be done like you would with a normal retail product. Ta-da! Drops Mike. Yeah, I mean, it's just... But, you know, the thing I like about it, I mean, it's not even braggadocious or confrontational. It's just, it's just like, honest, you know, which uh, to me is... Um, I mean, I think I'm a pretty good uh, judge of reading that kind of stuff and, and sniffing out, you know, BS when, when it's BS. But um, I don't get that sense here, but, you know... Well, it's, you know... Uh, the thing is, it's very easy to say that, you know, that, that we're fanboys or that we're fanboying out. And, and to some extent we are. I mean, we, we have a lot of faith in Chris, Robert, uh, Chris Roberts. Um, we have a lot of faith that he's going to deliver a game that we've always wanted to play. But the thing is, at the end of the day, you know, I, I and we've talked about this, you know, all three of us pay very close attention to what comes out of CIG. Um, I took uh, a, a very serious uh, review of the um, the criticisms that were, were coming from, from one, one person in particular, read through all of it. And, you know, you can, you can kind of smell BS, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can, to some extent, you can tell when people are being sincere and you can tell when people are, are being, are BSing, especially if you've been around the block a little bit and you know, it's not hard to decipher what, what it is, is it's taking the time to inform yourself. And that goes to, you know, politics, to personal, you know, to religious beliefs, to, to everything in life is taking the time to familiarize yourself with the facts and make your own determination. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my determination based on everything that came out of CIG and everything that came out of the other end, <laughs> I'm not going to say what end that is, um, <laughs> but CIG, I think, came out of out of the, the mouth orifice. Um, <laughs> you can you can kind of tell, you know, who's the real deal and who's not yeah yeah what and, blows uh, my mind I'm sorry, go ahead. what blows my mind is that the public has this idea that the game is never going to be finished and that comes from th for, for some reason they think that star citizen has been in development for years like yeah. it's one of these yeah. games that's just continuously in development but the truth is the the original campaign didn't even end until like no late like early no November or something 2012 somewhere yeah. around there so that leaves only 2 years and like 8 months of development time yeah right. which as we've talked about before is not that much for a no. AAA game it's so if people, especially when you're breaking rules yeah, and if people only knew that, I feel like there wouldn't be half as many complaints. But for some reason, they think it has been in development forever, and it's just not true. Yeah, well, and I think I think even beyond that, um, you know, it, it's when you're the highest crowd sourced anything in the history of crowdsourcing, 
people are going to throw stones. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and they're going to look for and, and you know, clickbaiters are going to write things that allow for clickbait. Um, you know, it's just that the, there's so and the entire industry is looking at CIG. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, good and bad. Like, you know, they're you know, I'm sure um production companies or uh, you know, um publishers rather um are are not happy with what Chris has managed to pull off. You yeah. know, and I'm sure independents are thrilled with what he's <laughs> what he's pulled off. And so, you know, it, it's like again, the, the highest crowdfunded anything in the history of crowdfunding. People are going to throw stones. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, and there there just isn't that much history of crowdfunding. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I I think that we couldn't be here, we wouldn't be here talking about um, uh, Star Citizen if what happened with Minecraft hadn't happened with it. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole the whole crowdsourcing, crowdfunding phenomena, I mean, especially in, in the video game industry, I mean, it's it's doesn't have that much history. I mean, because when did when did um, uh, uh, star or um, Minecraft started in 2011? I think it was it started um, before then. But um, yeah, Minecraft definitely was kind of the pioneer. And yeah, it really wasn't that long. ago. I think it might have been 2009 that Minecraft started in alpha um but yeah that that was i think i think it was i don't think it launched until 2012 yeah yeah because I, I, I read the i read the, a couple of the books about it and uh, i can't i remember it was 2000, 2000 something happened in 2011 i don't know if that was not um maybe that was the the 1.0 launch that could be, that could be, but I mean, but you know, it, and it's just started by accident. You know, the whole yep. thing is, you know, is that he's, you know, some friends said, Hey, this is pretty cool. Um, you know, why don't you just throw it up on your website and see, you know, if people are willing to give you five bucks for it. Yeah. You know? And that's yeah. proof of him not doing any games anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but you see, I mean, that's, uh, that's one of the things why I, you know, Chris Roberts is, you know, that he's able to, to, you know, handle that pressure and, and, and remain creative and continue developing product. I mean, and that's not, a, I'm not trying to, to, uh, to, uh, disrespect notch. I mean, he, I mean, he's, he changed, he changed, uh, video games like in a way that very few people have, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, well, I think know. Chris, um, I think Chris has money like on his own cause he's produced a few movies, um, even right, recently. Right. Um, so that, that part, like managing the money and like staying truthful to the project, uh, I don't think should be anyone's concern. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like Jimmy was saying earlier, I mean, Chris, Chris has been to a few rodeos. I think, uh, Notch was riding around on a little stick horse and then all of a sudden he was at the, you know, whatever world rodeo championships out of nowhere <laughs> just all yeah. of a sudden boom you're yeah mega, you've got more money than you can ever spend in one two or three lifetimes and there's like this fedora bouncing around the ring ah! you know yeah and i think i think there's definitely it's definitely a matter of perspective too i think like the people that like don't know about star citizen that that you know i see in like the twitter stream that are like 85 million for a game this is ridiculous and it's like you're thinking of a side-scrolling phone game Right. Yeah, eighty-five million dollars is ridiculous for that. Um, you know, you're who those people are not thinking in terms of AAA titles. They're not thinking in terms of you know a uh, uh, Halo or 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 Destiny or or Fallout. You know, they're not thinking in those terms. Um, and I, it's always amazing to me that that 
you know, it's easy for people to throw those stones and have literally no information to make an intelligent decision. They just get to throw a stone. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's the time we're living in, you know. I mean, it, I mean, it's always been that way, but it's more yeah. so now. Well, the internet, everybody's got a voice now. Yeah. yeah. Even us. <laughs> well, you got to take the good with the bad, I guess. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what we, which we are, but <laughs> we'll just say we're good. How's that? Yeah, sure. Why not? That wasn't quite long enough for an uncomfortable silence. <laughs> <laughs> it was but getting I there. I appreciate you jumping in and making us look good. So, all right. Um, so, speaking of fanboys, um, Ben for the chairman. Yeah, yeah. Okay, was... let me let me just stop you right there. Yes, it was <laughs> it was it was almost a little uncomfortable when ben, when Ben started to fanboy out a little bit. I was just like, wow, Ben is such a fan of Chris's. I it's, thought it's it kind was of adorable. so cool. It's it, so cool. I mean, it's just like this. I mean, this dude is sitting next to his hero. You know, yeah, it's like, no, absolutely. I mean, how many, how many people get to do that? You know, he, um, I, you can tell. And, and even from meeting uh, Ben, you know, having the opportunity to meet Ben with the CIG tour, um, you can tell he's just so genuinely happy to be a part of that and to be there. And, and as someone who was personally given an opportunity to, a door was open for me to, to go into my industry. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, I, I appreciate that and I respect that. And I see that in him, you know, uh, where it's just like, here's an opportunity and he took it and he ran with it and he's just so happy to be there and so genuinely thrilled to be a part of that project and, and, and to be able to learn and grow with Chris as CIG and as Star Citizen grows. And you can really see that in him. You can see that when he's talking to, to Chris, uh, in uh, in Ben for the chairman, and I saw that when I was talking to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really cool. But uh, so anyway, there were ten there were ten questions. It was an hour and almost an hour and a half long. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a long ten for the chairman. Uh, but um, there were some things that I think we've already covered that uh, uh, Chris addressed in his letter from the chairman. So there were a, a few others here. We'll go through uh, quickly. Uh, the Squadron 42 update, um, you know, Chris said it was it was awesome, way superior. That, um, and he distinguished in there the difference between performance capture and motion capture. Are, are you guys uh, uh, kind of yeah. hip to that skinny? I don't know, John. Motion, John, I, motion capture is just capturing body motions um, okay. in place of animations. But performance capture is capturing an entire performance from an actor, including their facial expressions and um, like their voiceover. Um, oh. So it's like creating an entire scene in with motion capture. You see, I did not know that. I learned something. So anyway, but it's going to be. And have we we have not seen this in other games, have we? No. And, and um, I, I I have no idea what I'm talking about when I say that the level of fidelity on the facial expressions is absolutely stunning. No idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> NDA people, NDA, NDA. Yeah, I have all their albums. I like, the, I like, I like the guy with the clock. He was my favorite. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, all right. I'm pretty sure there are games that use um, performance capture. Well, they um, were I, they were talking about uh, Last of Us, which um, was a pretty you know a pretty immersive game from that perspective. And he said that, that that was only motion capture. That was not performance capture, that everything was painted in afterwards. Did he say that nothing else has used performance capture? 
He did not say that, that I can, I cannot, on a stack of Bibles, I cannot say that, Senator. Okay. Yeah, I just, so I don't know. I just, it's pretty, um, it, it's becoming pretty, a pretty yeah. popular technology. Yeah. When um, you, when you see Terminator Genesis, uh, you know, with young Schwarzenegger, um, when you see the trailer for, uh, World of Warcraft, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's, you're, you're absolutely right. It's becoming more and more and more prevalent. Yeah. Well, the most impressive one I've seen was um, the Dawn of Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. I mean. Oh, oh. okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was incredible. We were, uh, the the missus and I were, were talking about that the other day because it was on TV. And um, it, it's just, it, it is amazing how well you can read the actor's feelings through the CG. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just incredible. And, okay. and there are. Some scenes you can tell that it's CG, but there are certain scenes in that movie where, like, you literally can't tell if it's yeah, a real yeah. ape in front of you. It happens to me every day. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, and also in the uh, Squadron 42 update, he mentioned that uh, Squadron 42 is not an extra. You know, this is not, you know, like some DLC uh, that we're adding on top of Arena Commander. It is a full AAA game, and it's not just one. It's a trilogy. So um, it's not, the second part is not going to be DLC to the first part. It's going to be an additional, completely separate game. It's going to be like, th- it's going to be three separate games like Wing, like the Wing Commander series was. So I picture Squadron 42 is kind of like, um, Chris is kind of like, uh, and I mean this in, in, in the nicest way, Chris is kind of like a drug dealer. Like he's <laughs> like giving you a little hit, you know, with like, here's this amazing Single player game, Squadron Forty Two. Uh, it, it's going to be like any other AAA title, except that, you know there's going to be you know groundbreaking performances, amazing first person shooting, uh, incredible space flight, um, and it leads into this persistent universe. If you want to hang out for a while and just kind of play around, so here's a little taste. Take a little taste with Squadron Forty Two. I know you'll be back. <laughs> Why can't he just be like you know every kid on the block's favorite mom that makes cookies? <laughs> like the drug dealer analogy better. <laughs> sure. He's baking up a nice batch of cookies for everyone because he knows they'll come back. There you go. As long All as right. he doesn't use that creepy voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Well, you don't like my drug deal voice, baby? Come on now. Take oh, a little taste. No, 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 Just no. Just a little taste. Come on now. <laughs> what is the status of Star Marine? Um, and Chris said that the teams are working hard on it. Expectations are for weeks until it's complete rather than months. Uh, we mentioned that earlier. The delays don't have to do with the FPS part of it as much. And he went into quite a bit of detail here talking about if they were just doing an FPS title, it would have been done a long time ago because yeah. the technology for that exists. The delays instead have to do with the way that that module the first person aspect of it affects the entire the the way we interact with the entire universe so the first person universe as a whole um so it's again you know we're talking about the the transitions that we were discussing earlier where you're going to have these first person transitions from ship to uh gunfight to uh space you know all all of those things so they're they're building the mechanics that allow that to happen, and the FPS module is going to be a part of that. But he said rather than you know uh, just rush through using existing technology that would not satisfy those 
the other parts and just release the FPS part as a, as a standalone at this point and then have to go back and refactor all of that again, they're going to do it right the first time so that they don't have to do that. So in the long run, it will end up taking less time. In the short run, it's taking a little bit longer to get the FPS module out because they're having to do all of this extra work. I think when I think once they made the decision um, to that, you know, like okay, this is this is the what we're doing in the first person shooter is the framework for the characters going forward into the persistent universe and into Arena Commander. Um, I think that you know when they made that decision, okay, you know what, let's pull the trigger on merging everything now, and then also the obstacles with you know the the animations between the first person and the third person. It's just a series of of, of decisions that they've made that will pay off in the long run that are just slowing gumming up the works in the short term. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there were some other questions I thought were just kind of silly, like uh, someone said, "Have you been in contact with the team?" You know, while you were gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really? No, not at all. No, yeah, I wrote them some letters, but yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I had a pigeon there, and I would I would send letters out via carrier pigeon. Yeah, so he's like, and he, Chris said, you know, and then he you know explained a little bit. He said, you know, you know, CIG is a distributed development company, so and um, um, so you know they've got they've got Skype, they've got um, you know all of their systems where they share project details and uh, you know, new information and, and what have you. Um, is all you know wired into uh, the internet? Internet. Uh, the inter the internet. The internet. I think that I'm like, I'm like get Al Gore on the phone. Al, Al, what what was it called again? Yeah, it's the internet. Um, and so uh, I mean, yeah, he was. Uh, you know, he did go into a little bit of his daily uh, routine where you know they're on the set, you know, all day, and then he's, uh, you know. You know, into the wee hours, uh, sending out emails to everybody, and uh, even uh, Ben commented, "Goes, you know, I, I've never seen anyone that sends as many emails as Chris Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> he should come work in my office for a little while. He'll, he'll, he'll definitely see that. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll see Chris's day to day in my uh, my email stream as well. Yeah. Um. Someone else asked, "Why is there stuff in the leak that we haven't seen?" So remember, you know, all those ships that we saw in the in that leaked uh, content. Right. Uh, the, the disco leak, we're going to call it. Um, uh, and Chris said, you know, there's two there's two good reasons. First of all, Squadron 42 and by extension, aspects of the PU are a narrative story. Uh, you know, so COG doesn't want to release spoilers. I mean, it, it just makes sense. I mean, it's like here's stuff that you're going to discover in the context of the story as it unfolds. You know, we wouldn't want to spoil that for you. Um, and then second, everything that they're working on will not necessarily eventually be used in the game. Uh, so while ideas are in development, it isn't really appropriate to show them off like they are for sure going to be a part of the final product. And he talked a little bit about also what they actually share, that it's more complicated than just saying, oh, well, what do we have, you know, uh, that we know we're going to be using? Let's just go ahead and show it. He said that, you know, the artists that they have working on this stuff, you know, they, they, they take ownership of this stuff very seriously. And so... Um, as they're, you know, going through the development process for these assets, uh, it's they're mostly done, but they're not completely done. And so people are, they're sort of, you know, leery of saying, you know, go ahead and show it because I've still got, you know, half a dozen different things that we need to, to fix on it. And so it's it's not really done. So And, and even just take ship, uh, ship design. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Go go through all the different iterations. What happens if you know you fall in love with an iteration of a ship and it's completely changed by the time the ship goes live? It's like you know they've mentioned it's like it's an open development, but it has to get to a certain point before it's made available to the backers, and that makes sense. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if you're if you're at a point where the where the iteration process is so early. The backers don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. I want to see it when when Chris is happy with it, and Chris, you know, or, or Chris and Ben, or or whatever the 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 big brains over at CIG, whatever the collective is, when they go, okay, now let's give this to the backers and let's get their feedback and make changes based on that. That makes sense. It's a right. logical way to do development. You can't just show everything because then you're going to be battling with every backer. I mean, oh. I can't even imagine how difficult it's got to be with a half dozen people to, to narrow down a ship design to one design. Yeah. You know, never mind. What are we at now? 800,000 backers? Um, I think it's more than that. Are we getting close to... Yeah, we'll, we'll just call it 800,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, you know, uh, trying, to, trying to get through the murk of that to come up with one design for one ship? Uh, no. I don't no. understand these people that want to see everything. I know. Like I don't want to see everything. I want I want there to be surprises. Yeah, and I love the open development cycle. I'm learning a lot about the process in general, but in the same respect, when you're ready to show it to me, I respect your process enough that when you're ready to show it to me, then I'll give you my feedback. Yeah. Yeah, and there are certain things that they shouldn't need feedback for. Yeah. Like if they are playing the part of a ship manufacturer in the game like in the the uh the narrative or whatever um they should have their own artistic vision they shouldn't have to take you know a hundred thousand backers opinions on what it should look like Mm -hmm. it's uh you know i mean a good analogy for me is like you know um i i record and perform music on and off i've been on kind of a four-year hiatus um because i've been busy with with my actual professional life. But when I was really in the thick of, of writing music, I don't want people on the internet to hear my demos. I don't want to hear them, you know, peer people when I don't have lyrics and I'm just like kind of scat singing over something or that I'm flat or that I'm, you know, and I don't want people to hear that and go, Hey, Hey, what do you think? You know? And how often do you want somebody to tell you how to change something? Right. Exactly. Or, Oh my God, that song sucks. Well, yeah, i basically sat here and did one pass on it and haven't done anything with it beyond that. Well, especially because, you know, then if you later on down the road do make some changes and put it out, a lot of people are going to be hearing it like, oh yeah, that's that song that I didn't like. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So you don't want to, you don't want to create a preconception in people's minds. And, you know, it's like, like John was saying, it's like when I play Squadron 42 and I see that Vanduul ship that um, that bores into the sides of uh, yeah. our ships, I, d- I don't, the first time I see it, I want to go, oh my God, what is that? I've never mm-hmm. seen that before. I don't want to go, oh, well, oh, there's that ship and this is how it's different from what we already saw. Yeah, I want to be terrified. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then, of course, um, uh, we couldn't get away without uh, considering uh, Chris's thoughts on controller balance. And, <laughs> and um, uh, you know, Chris uh, sort of rolled his eyes a little bit, you know, and he very, you know, very professionally, you know, stated, he said, you know, the goal is for the game to be controller agnostic. I mean, they've said it before, said it again. For Squadron 42, it's not going to matter because it's a single player co- slash co-op campaign. 
Uh, balancing for all aspects of the game is an ongoing process. By the time we get to the PU, when when you when we get to the PU, you can argue that it really makes a difference at that point. Uh, controller balance will be in a much different place. So let's let's you know not let's not have our wing commander underwear in a bunch at this point. Let's, uh, let's wait. <laughs> I think that's the name of the show. <laughs> it's my my wing commander <laughs> panties. Um, uh, let's let's worry about that when when it's appropriate. So they're, they're your mantis. My mantis, they are. They've got little spaceships on them. Um, and I then think, we already. I think I just heard John throw open his mouth a little. <laughs> no, I was just thinking of the bro from Seinfeld. <laughs> the bro, I don't know the bro. I never saw Seinfeld. Can you believe that? It's it's like a man's oh ear. My God. Yeah, a man's ear. <laughs> We already talked about the uh, recent staff departure, so let's not jump back. Into yeah, that. and I think a lot of a, a, there are certain talking points uh, that the team in general have gone forward with, as you do with anything. Um, so a lot of the stuff that uh, ten uh, that Ben for the chairman covered were also a fair fair amount of stuff that Chris covered in his letter. And I think the nice thing about Ben for the chairman was that you got to hear it from Chris. You got to see the look in his eyes. You got to, um, you know, feel the confidence exuding from him on, on the things that he wrote in that letter. Yeah. Did you did you see the part where he was, I think he was talking about the performance capture and he like got up and was like running around the table like he mm-hmm. had a gun and like oh, this... Yeah. It's like this dude is into it. I mean, yeah. this is this is not like you know. Yes, we're we're creating a space simulation product that we're going to release, and we have X number of users. And it's like it's like no, I'm gonna I'm gonna pew pew in the pu. Damn it. <laughs> he's um he's passionate about the product uh, about the about, yeah he's passionate about the product and it it comes through. And I think that um you know you can either read the letter from the chairman or watch Ben for the chairman. Um, but either, but if you read that, read the letter from the chairman and watch Ben for the chairman, they're nice companion pieces. They complement each other nicely. Absolutely. Um, so did you, either you guys see the movie fanboys? No. Hmm. John? I wonder if it was any good. What is that? Okay. I think it, I think it came right. It was on the flip side of Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna I feel bad for John because now everything that we talk about we're gonna go back to Goonies like it's the only movie John's ever seen he's a, you know no, like Goonies he's, he, he saw the the, <laughs> the treasure of the Sierra Madre so I mean you know he gets he gets cred for that oh totally all right so um and then here's here's one that um, that uh, um, I thought was equally sort of silly um why isn't the concept ship I bought playable yet? Um, and you know, basically the, it's like, well, you buy a concept and then we have to build it and building them is hard and takes a lot of, uh, a lot of time and resources. You know, the level of detail that, that goes into building them is very complicated and coordinating development with outsourced labor is impractical. Um, so Chris was describing a little bit about, about why the production process for getting ships from concept to the hangar is, um, is not as straightforward as some folks might think. They currently have 14 people on staff dedicated to ship art, and they're looking to hire a lot more of them. Uh, they can't really outsource the stuff because they, they need to be able to have those the folks that are working on this stuff uh, be more plugged in, I think, to the, um, uh, the greater development or the larger development process once they get past the concept stage. I think like for uh, the Orion and the... Um, 
uh, the whole that they did outsource the some of the concept, the ideas to outside people. But at that point, you're just you're you're just sort of creating, you know, um, on artwork. You know, that it's like this is basically what it's going to look like. But you know, as far as like putting it together and making it so the doors open and that you know that when you you know, uh, uh, press your use button that something happens. I mean, that that's that's more difficult. Well, and they've, they've been pretty clear about the fact that they're, to some extent, not necessarily a bad thing, but to some extent, they're in triage mode in regards to ships. They're getting the ships done that they need to get done first, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is why the Herald is coming out soon because it's part of Squadron 42. Um, and then you've also got ships that they've been working on that are never going to be available for us to purchase that are part of Squadron 42 as well, or to back, I should say. Um, that's part of Squadron Squadron 42 as well. So, you know, you kind of get stuck in this weird space where it's like, you know, there is progress being made. There are ships that are getting through the pipeline, right. but they're not ships that we're able to back, or they're ships that like, you know, the, the merchantmen, for example, uh, went uh, up for concept sale a, a long time ago, and the Herald, in in respect, really only went up for for backers to uh, to support. Uh, you know, a relatively short amount of time ago, but mm-hmm. we're seeing the Herald before we're seeing the Merchantman, and the reason being is that the Herald, for you know whatever whatever is going on with Squadron Forty Two, has a Herald in it or has Heralds in it, and so that ship needs to get done first. The, the merchantman, I would, I'm going to assume, is not in Squadron 42, so it's not a priority to get done. Right, right. And, and it's like you know, people are saying that the game's taking too long to come out. Well, you know, they're trying to effectively manage what needs to get done. Right. I mean, because you got to prioritize. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you know, those the ship, your ship, sometimes is not the ship that's a priority, and it's a bummer. You know, and it's easy for me to say because for some odd reason, all the ships I backed are all priorities. <laughs> Winning. But yeah, I mean, I get it. I get the frustration. I mean, I would be bummed too if, if you know, uh, if I backed a ship uh, and and it's not a priority and you're not going to see it for another six months to a year. I get that. But unfortunately, it's just kind of the way the, you know, kind of the way the, the deck was dealt, you know, and ba- based on what is needed to fit into the time, le- time frame to get different aspects of the game complete. And speaking of concept sales, some folks are concerned why we still have them. And uh, Chris said, you know, there are three good reasons. Uh, the community likes and asks for them, and it's a good way to continue to raise funds for future development. And more different ships make for a more diverse universe. I mean, you know, and that's kind of hard, uh, made me think back to what we were talking about just a minute ago with, um, you know, everybody uh, wanting only awesome ships you know everybody says you know you should do this with a ship or the ship should do this so you know you know in order to make the universe uh feel a little bit more real we need some ugly stupid ships yeah and the herald is a perfect example flying potato i love how ugly that ship is i mean we need mustangs we need more mustangs in the game (laughs) um which which is easy for me to say since i don't have one anymore but anyway um so, and, you know, for the folks that were concerned that the concept sales are contributing to scope creep, um, they stopped having the concept ship pulls. So for, for now, they're not adding any more ships to the pipeline. But you, can you imagine the uproar if people said, you know, all of those concept ships that you voted for in those polls, we've just decided not to make them. Yeah, know, exactly. Because, Sorry. Because people are concerned about scope creep. You know, it's like, eh, no, that, that wouldn't work. 
Um, and then I'll read through this real quick. Uh, someone asked how Star Citizen had changed since the beginning. Uh, Chris said that the first promise was for a smallish universe sim. Uh, he had hoped to raise between 2 and $4 million and was prepared to take another 10 from investors to finish an alpha version, then build the big universe sim he always had dreamed of from the sales of that. Uh, the second promise that he made was for a multiplayer dogfighter, and which is what we have with Arena Commander. And the third and final promise that he made uh, us was for a smaller version of Squadron 42. Um, and he says, quote, yes, the scope has changed and has changed because fans wanted what the fans wanted it to change and supported it in changing. It's going to be worth worth it to stay the course. The amount of game that people who got in for $40 are going to get is the best deal in the universe. Hopefully people will think they had a great time watching the game grow and then a great time playing it. So yeah, if any any. Anybody out there that listens to our show on a regular basis knows that the three of us have basically been saying this for months. Right. Like everything that, that Chris is talking about, we've all been kind of championing that that same thing. You know, the, the growth of the game based on the amount of money, the fact that, you know, those dates are going to get pushed out because the game has gotten bigger. I mean, these are all like common sense things. And, and can I also just add this? Once we get through all of this stuff, I'm going to be really happy that we're kind of putting to bed the the whole sky is falling thing, getting back to just talking about the game, yeah? <laughs> Trolls never sleep. Uh, well, that's true, but I think, I, I, I'm going to say, I think that those guys have done a really nice job with damage control in the last two weeks. Well, I mean, they've been very proactive. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think that they've, um, I, I think, Personally, it's not been necessary, but I, I, I think that in order to, that they certainly have uh, eliminated the possibility of people coming back and saying, well, you know, they're not even really talking about it. And it's like, yeah, they're, they are, they are so transparent. It's like glass. Well, it's a matter, it's a matter of, of public perception. You know, if you're perceived to be guilty, it doesn't matter if you are, or if you aren't. And I think that they're very, they've been very smart in being as proactive as they've been um, and really just stepping out in front and going, you know, look, this is BS. This is what's going on. Um, yeah. Everybody chill out because yeah, in, in the eyes of, of the public, you know, if you don't put those issues to rest, they can grow and they can fester whether they're reality or not. Um, and I think that Chris and the team um, have done a masterful job of, of basically putting that BS to rest. Mm-hmm. And then someone asked, is Star Citizen impossible to finish? Um, and Chris said, no. Um, and he says, what do I say to people who think that it's impossible? I say, bullshit. <gasps> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I'm so scared. I think I'm going to start crying. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Mom. <laughs> um. What's next for Star Citizen? The FPS obviously is soon. Uh, preview of multi crew going to be show at Gamescom. That's or Gamescom. I cannot um, confirm or deny that what will be at Gamescom will be amazing. I have no idea. NDA. <laughs> multi crew Arena Commander is uh, four to six weeks following the FPS release, and then they're going to start rolling out some other um, other stuff that will be uh, will be. Uh, coming in the PU. So I guess just, you know, uh, I don't know if it'll be different ships or, you know, different planet types or, or what have you, but, you know, 
cool stuff. So anyway, I think um, I think this week, uh, you know, definitely between Ben for the chairman and uh, the letter from the chairman, we have they we have really addressed um, the concerns. Uh, the concern threads that have the concern <laughs> threads that comprise the quilt of trolldom that has, and uh, how has uh, has been uh, warming our little cockles for uh, mm. low these many weeks. Um, but other things happen too, and let's just whip through them quickly, shall we? Uh, we got an audio update in the 1.15 patch, which we um, uh, actually came down on Friday, I think it was. Um, and uh, they're using something called WYS Audio, and uh, with it, they're, um, the developers, um, and you know, they have like sound developers, which I think is you know, oh, yeah. sort of sort of cool. Uh, they're able to do all kinds of really cool things. They can uh, they create sound structures, and they can, they're able to relayer sounds. Um, I definitely um, heard some updates. Um, first of all, in the menu. Mm-hmm. I think there were yeah. there were new yeah, yeah, sounds totally. for like in the at least the like the contact list. Mm-hmm. Like scrolling through that, I heard new sounds, um, and then in game when I was firing the guns on my Super Hornet, which I'm used to hearing, um, sounded definitely different. More, I could I could pull them out more, and they sounded a lot cooler. Well, and rockets exploding sounded yeah. a lot different, and you know, really uh, really cool uh, sort of depth. Like Dopp- is that Doppler effect or something? You know, as rockets go flying by you and blow up. I mean, it's it's pretty. Um, or as they fly into you and blow up, as as happens with me most times. Um, it's it definitely uh, sounded more interesting. You know? Well, the new the new system, from what I gathered from all the different bits and pieces um, that I listened to, read, and watched uh, this week, uh, allows for a lot more flexibility too in mm-hmm. in in the design of soundscapes, which is really neat. So. I'm sorry, a, a what of soundscapes? Uh, it allows for a lot more flexibility um, and, and a lot more customization of, of those soundscapes, of what they're, what they're able to develop. Oh, I thought you had a collective noun for soundscapes, and I was, I was intrigued. No? No. I like connect, collective nouns. I don't know. I, I'm not even listening to what I say. It just, pops, it just falls <laughs> out of my mouth, and I don't even remember it when we're done. Murder of crows. A, a crash of rhinos. <laughs> All right, and we did get a uh, Star Marine status update, um, and they talked about uh, they mostly been focusing since last week on uh, general gameplay and the animation system, uh, gameplay blockers, uh, uh, cover transitions, predictive logic, and adding objectives to the Gold Horizon level for the team elimination game type, animation blockers, crouch stops, melee and injured locomotion animations. More zero-G animation goodness they're working on. And the art blockers continuing work on Gold Horizon assets and much, much more. I liked that walkthrough of Gold Horizon. That was nice. Uh, oh, in, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The video yeah. at the bottom yeah, yeah, of the yeah, page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, that's that's where you're going to be. Uh, um, uh, what, do you, what do you, I forget what you're going to do. You're going to be sh- killing face. Killing face, to- yeah. Killing faces, yes. Um, owning uh, face, owning faces. Owning that's face. Right. what we do. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what you do. Uh, what I do is I cower in a corner and hope it goes away. I'm in your base, <laughs> killing your dudes. <laughs> yes, you know, my uh, Mrs. Gleep the other day saw somebody wearing a T-shirt that says, "All your base, what is it? All your bases, all your are base bo- belong, are belong are, to are, me, are belong to us." Yeah, and she said, "Oh my God, that's so cool. What is that?" And I said, "Yes, <laughs> that is cool." 
Um, all right, and then we had uh, around the verse, uh, the Santa Monica report was exceptional this week. There was uh, there was one guy there with some perfect hair and another guy that was sitting next to him. <laughs> you, did you know that, 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 that Darian Vorlick drives a Honda Element? I drive well, we, a Honda we Element. We do now. Yeah, I drive a Honda Element too. Darian and I were like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw us, uh, the updated Connie model. Awesome. Awesome. I cannot confirm and deny that the full Constellation model is absolutely stunning and amazing. You you realize you've just broken NDA like three times. No, I haven't. I haven't given anything away. Oh, okay. I just you said they're amazing. You can't just say, I can neither confirm nor deny and then break NDA. <laughs> I just said they were amazing. <laughs> but I can't confirm or deny that. Yeah, but you just confirmed that you saw it. I cannot confirm or deny anything you're talking about. Okay. Can you confirm nor deny that you are here huh? talking to us right now? I, what? I cannot <laughs> confirm or deny what you're talking about. God, I wish I could do a James Earl Jones and I could say that this conversation never happened. I wish I could. Lisa O and Ben L, uh, they chatted about Ben's new title and his new role. And uh, did you guys know that Ben can catch litter with his chest hair? That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was. Um, Fiendish Feather made a really cool Merlin commercial. Did you guys see that? Yes, absolutely stunning. Oh man, so cool. Um, and uh, it's you know it's just my personal opinion, uh, but I think uh, Darian Vorlick he stole the show again. Okay, again this week. My personal fit. <laughs> sure. Why not? All right. Um, follow me on Twitter. I'll follow you anywhere. Uh, reverse the verse. Uh, folks are working hard uh, in preparation for Gamescom, which is beginning on August seventh. I think it's just going to be it's going to be exciting. There's it's going to be live streamed. So um, that that um, uh, that uh, Friday evening, going to have to be glued to my uh, my iPad, staring at that. Yeah, I'm um, totally looking forward to checking that out. That's going to be really cool. Uh, it's going to be big, 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 big. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is confirmed that the Merlin is the first ship using all the final ship systems. And uh, Jimmy, have you had a chance to fly yours? I know John got one, picked one up, and I have one, um, and we've got a chance to fly it. Did you actually get a, a chance to get in game and fly yours? I have. Um, I, I thought it was really cool uh, in Hangar, the way that they uh, they have it basically sitting behind the Constellation now, uh, which was really neat. I wasn't sure how they were going to have the ship in the hangar um and so it was nice to walk around it and really kind of take a good look at it um i jumped in it uh, i did some combat uh i'm i again you know the the fixed weapons are tough for me mm-hmm. but the ship is really maneuverable and really fast and i really enjoyed flying it the one thing i didn't get a chance to do that i'm definitely going to do as soon as i have a moment is get in and race with it i'm really excited to race with it because if it handles the way that I, the way that it felt while I was doing Arena Commander. I think it's going to be a great race ship for me, and I think that while it's a bummer that the fixed weapons do kind of hinder my ability with it in combat, I'm going to just really enjoy uh, racing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit in the um, in the community show because we did some of that last night. Oh, nice, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Herald probably isn't going to be in Hangar before Arena Commander 2.0, but not because the Herald is far off, but rather because 2.0 is so close. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. I like that. Thank you. Uh, several people in the office have switched to Windows 10, and they haven't had issues with Star Citizen. I know we had talked about that earlier. You know, Are we going to be uh, 
reluctant to do that because we're afraid that it won't work. Yeah. Have uh, either but, of you guys taken that plunge? Oh, well, it's supposed to it's come coming. out tomorrow, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I'm signed up for it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing I'm, they'll start sending you know some messages saying, "Hey, now it's time to to uh, to uh, come join the cool Upgrade. kids." But I'll uh, yeah, I'll wait. I'll yeah, wait I and... figure um, once once the, the like the official release comes out, I'll, I think we'll, I will upgrade from uh, 8.1, which is what I'm running right now, especially. Yeah. It seems like nobody's really having issues with it at this point, so. So did you, um, did you stop your automatic updater? No. Oh, okay. Well, what, um, so 8.1 or, yeah, 8.1 is the newest iteration of 8? Yeah. Okay, I, um, because I had gotten that black screen of death when I had the auto updater on. Um, where it was this bug where like you basically your computer would boot up and everything would be fine, but you would have no 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 mouse click and no screen visuals whatsoever. Oh. Yeah, so I was just livid and I reinstalled the I reinstalled the entire operating system, I put everything back on my computer, and I locked updates. So I only have the the first iteration of eight. And I've just been like, screw it, it works. I'm not doing anything with it. I'll wait and see what happens when 10 comes out, and then I'll I'll go through the update process, which well, will take I, five days. I haven't had <laughs> any issues, um, other than the the issues that are built into Windows 8. Okay. <laughs> it comes preloaded with issues. <laughs> it comes preloaded with issues. All right. So do I. <laughs> I just want to talk to my computer. Like, I want to talk to Cortana. So that's why I'm upgrading. There you go. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize that that was a feature. Yeah, Cortana is in Windows 10, and you can literally just talk to it and, like, tell her to do anything. Oh, all right. Yeah. Cool. Anything. Ooh. The Cort Merlin Cort is Cortana, not make me breakfast. Okay, you can go that way. Uh, Merlin is not <laughs> named after a wizard. It's named after the engine from a P-51 Mustang. Who knew? That's not surprising. Yeah. Um, a week before Gamescom, there will be a post about things like what ships are going to be available, et cetera, et cetera. And probably the saddest news of the week, space whales are not happening. Okay. I, I, I'm glad I'm not the only one that was kind of bummed out about that. I bet Ben, I know you're not listening to this and you'll never hear this, but I got your back. Space whales, dude. I, I totally space want whales. A space whales. I know. Yeah. I, like, I don't even want a space whale. I just make them rare. Make them like really difficult to find out in the universe. That would just be so cool. Well, you know, what I think would be really cool is if, like if Chris pulled aside, you know, some set of developers and say, "Hey, I want you to make a space whale, and I want you to tie it to Ben's login, and I just want you, I want it to show up once and just float by and disappear and never come <laughs> nice. back." That would be cool. This is John, a thing in PlanetSide. Space whales. Space whales. Yeah. The um, <laughs> jinx. The galaxy. <laughs> really? The large. Uh, troop transport ship uh -huh, uh -huh, um uh -huh, you can uh -huh. get like a sound pack that makes it do whale sounds while you're flying yeah it's pretty funny well, what about um what about that movie uh leviathan or i should say the um the the um trailer that they did that they're that they're going to turn into i think a sci-fi series oh was that that cg thing yeah, 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 yeah. With those dudes, like I don't know if anybody's seen that or not. We should totally link that into the show notes. Gleep, have you seen that? No. Look up, um, and obviously watch it in between the in, in between the shows. But look up uh, the Leviathan uh, teaser on Vimo. 
Oh, okay. Uh, it I'll, is I'll so it cool. So, yeah. so cool. And they're they're making a full feature length thing. Um, I think they're they're talking about it or it's in development. Uh, it's something like sci-fi is like kind of looking at possibly making it into a short short like a miniseries or no sci-fi. Yeah. The, yeah, I know. The I gotta, guys I, behind Sharknado. Yeah, yes. and, and Lava Lanchular. <laughs> Love the Sharknado. But here's the thing. Uh, the the trailer that the, whoever these folks were that, that did this is stunning and beautiful and realistic. And I think that, you know, the money that sci-fi is making off of the really cheesy stuff like Sharknado, I would hope that, that eventually we're going to start to see stuff from them that is a higher quality and that is yeah. really cool. And this could potentially be that for them. All right. Well, um, and then we got a new uh, uh, thing this week, something called Game Commander with Chris Roberts. And it was sort of, a, I don't know if it was like in, intended to sort of answer uh, folks who are saying, well, what do you do all day? Yeah, but <laughs> it's just nothing. Yeah. And uh, so it was strange. I mean, it's like showed Chris coding and then uh, it's kind of like Bug Smashers meets 10 for the chairman. You know, yeah. it was, it was a... Uh, I mean, it was interesting. I mean, well, no, it wasn't really. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I guess, um, you know, I don't know. It was what it was. My, uh, my son, my, my 13-year-old son is very, very interested in uh, pursuing a career in game development. Now, mm-hmm. I say that having never seen him develop anything on a computer. He just plays games and wants to be a game developer. I yeah. actually, I actually sent him that link. I'm like, look, dude, if you're serious about being a game developer, take 12 minutes out of your day and watch this video. Yeah, and it's not even that sexy. <laughs> yeah, it's really not sexy, dude. It's a lot of just sitting in front of a computer writing code. 18 um, hours a day. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think, yeah. um, I think, I, I'm going to say that I don't think Chris spends hours and hours and hours a day developing code. I think he's got his his little project that he's working on. Because mm-hmm. he's he's running a huge corporation, but I think it was nice to see, you know, him working on code and being like, "Yeah, I I, I have a project I'm working on as well, aside from running the company." Yeah, well, I I think he he makes it a point to stay involved at that level of the development process. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I just like the intro. <laughs> the intro <laughs> yeah, the intro is really cool. great. Yeah, it's very cool. We need we need to rip that for our next theme for um uh the community show. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and so what's coming up? We have Gamescom uh, on the 7th, and uh, that's where the best veals get read. God, that's <laughs> nice. Uh, that's it, coming a, up quick. It's a baby cow joke. No, that's a, that's a sheep. How do you make a... How do, what do baby cows sound like? They sound like they're Ooh. screaming in terror if you ever go Ooh. to a veal farm. Ooh. Now that I've brought the whole room down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Way to, way to hate on my Parmesan. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, hey, guys, if I didn't want to start a battle loser nun K trolling community, where could I go for lots of really cool stuff to help me out? I, I have no idea. I'm completely clueless in this area. John, could you help? I think I can. You could go to engine.com where they have helpful tools that let you build websites, even if you don't know any HTML or CSS or JavaScripts or anything. Super easy. Just they have drag-and-drop modules. You type in what you need. It goes on the screen, and it just works. You can go to enjin.com and make a website for free. They have 
like levels that you can get upgrades that you can pay for but you can go make a full website right now for free at engine for your gaming community it's it's mostly gaming oriented but i you could probably make a website for something else it's just that easy and customizable um so yeah, that's I true. Mean, we always that's we, we always talk about it as a gaming um as a gaming community but yeah i would think logically you could pretty much create a community for just about anything. Yeah, any yeah. kind of hobby, you know? I mean, you're yeah. trying to hook up with, you know, fellow crocheters or, you know. Yeah, I was actually working on a project a couple years ago. Um, it wasn't gaming, specifically gaming related, and I decided to use Engine to put it together. And it worked really well for me just because it's just so easy to use. Like you just look at it and you drag and drop what you need and you can customize it and you don't really need to know anything. You don't need to like learn stuff through like their wiki pages, although they have extensive like wikis and guides on how to do stuff. I would, uh, I would think that, um, that LARPers, that it would be a great way to, for LARPers to build a community. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, I know it's probably like a little bit more powerful than what it is at the meetup.com where folks can have, you know, community sites for, because yeah. um, I know I have friends that are musicians, uh, you know, sort of casual weekend musicians that or get organized for events uh, using using that. But if you were going to have forums and that sort of thing, you could probably uh, transition that, those ideas uh, fairly easily into the engine.com paradigm or paradigm as we pronounce it here Ooh. in uh, Sacramento. Yeah. Good you with your big words. Check out the big, big brain on Brad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big kahuna burger. All right. Um, so support them. They power our website. Go to engine.com for all your site hosting needs. Uh, Ronald Jenkins. Thank you again, sir. www.ronaldjenkins.com for all the cool sounds. Support me, Star Gleep, at House Gleep on the Twitter machine, and Gleep at Versecast.org for the emails. Jimmy, where can the fine folks find you? Well, I am most chatty on Twitter. You can find me at Jimmy Croker. Uh, you can also find me over at the Versecast.org and the official RSI site under Jackson, J-A-X-S-U-N. Uh, and uh, email me, please, feel by all means, at uh, Jimmy, and that's J-I-M-I, at Versecast.org. You can find me at the only Gianto on Twitter and Steam and RSI and Versecast. That's like Tonto, only with a J. Mm, space Game Wasabi. God, I had something I was going to say the next time you did that, and I can't remember what it is. <laughs> you see, he, he threw us off last week in the second show because he didn't do it. It's it's always a mystery. It's always he keeps you on point. Did he? he, he wait, does. did I not do it, or he didn't do it? No, you didn't do it on oh. the last uh, last community report last wednesday i like to mix it up no 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 mm -hmm. you said okay yeah. you said you said spider i'm okay spider say what you said spider i'm okay spider you can you email me at john at versecast.org <laughs> you have seen goodfellas right i have but i don't remember spider what no you said spider i'm okay spider i don't remember that okay I'm sorry. <laughs> I did watch that recently, though. It's right before he shot him in the card room. Oh. Joe Pesci shot him. Okay. I don't care. I'll go dig a hole. <laughs> that was great. That was a nice Joe Pesci. <laughs> 
Thank you. All right, you can email us at comms at versecast.org. Email us. We haven't gotten emails for a while. We need... No, we got a couple this week. Did we? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, if you have something like a concern or just a question about the game or the community or anything, shoot us an email. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at versecast. Um, make sure to use the hashtag TGWS and search for it just to get the creative Twitter tweets flowing. Uh, you can join our organization, robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash versecast. Even if you're in another org, you can join us as an affiliate. We would love to have you. Um, versecast.org is where you can find our forums, the podcast, um, along with all the links that come with that, our Mumble server, 50 slots. Yay! Um, make sure to review us on iTunes. Even if you don't use iTunes as your pod catcher, you should send, you should give us a review because it helps us. So uh, you can find us, just search for Versecast. You can probably just search for Star Citizen. In fact, I know you can search for Star Citizen and we're like the second thing that pops up. So uh, that's iTunes. Leave a review. We would be very happy. And then email us about it too so that we know. Because we're in the process of transitioning to a, a superior aggregation procedure, but we haven't made it there yet. We yeah, are? Just, yeah. You guys don't tell me anything. We talked about this. You don't listen. <laughs> I'm telling my mother. No, that's right. She's dead. Oh, oh well. Anyway, she's not speaking to me because I said a naughty word. <laughs> she's, she's looking down. She's looking down on you with disapproval. So disappointed in you, Gleep. Oh, that was until awkward. next time. Then <laughs> we are. Those guys with ships, and that this has most... been. Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> the burst. Oh, cast. I just, well, hold on. I just, hold on. I'm really disappointed in you, Jimmy. <laughs> Why? <laughs>